seven strangers, does that not make you a serial killer? I didn't kill them every day, did I? Did I go out there every day and say, hmm, I'm going to kill them? If I did, there well, would be hundreds. Well, no, it took you 12 months. Then he rings up Rex again, and that's when I looked at him and I started laughing. If I had shot my own children, would I not have done a good job of it? Because, you know, first of all, women generally don't commit crimes this heinous. Right. Uh, you know, this is usually the domain of men. That's unfortunate. Hey, Gabe. Hey, Danny. How are you doing? Pretty good. Another day, another 99 cents. What does that mean? I have no idea, Danny. I've been drinking too much of this amazing tonic water. Damn it. Gabe, come on. <laughs> um, so I'm assuming you've been good. It sounds like that means you're good. Yeah, I went through uh, this last week in, at my work, my corporate work. Mm-hmm. I went through a week of accounting training, and it was, well, if they're listening, my employers, it was amazing. And totally worth it. Yeah, well, I mean, you're not even supposed to be in accounting. No, so. this is a company thing. They want yeah. everyone to be well-versed in all of their various software. It's it's a large, large company. Yeah, yeah. So that makes sense that you wouldn't like it because you're not even, like, going to be doing it. <laughs> right. But actually, I was thinking about this before. I want to ask you about the car search. But in terms of continuity, will this actually go? No. <laughs> <laughs> So we'll mention that in two episodes. Right. Yeah. That's confusing. Yeah. <laughs> so how are things with you, minus anything we can't talk about? Yeah, I'm doing good. I went on a hike this morning, and that was hmm. fun. It was really hot. Where at? Um, I just did... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just did a local trail. It was fun. It was very hot. We left at like 9 a.m., but it got into like mid-70s before we were even done. So was not expecting that. Well, always good to get out there. Apparently, there is a very high correlation between vitamin D deficiency and people who suffer severe COVID symptoms. Really? Yeah. So it's pretty fascinating. There's a whole Radiolab episode about it. Shout out to Radiolab. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like the research there was pretty fascinating. Wow. Well, I'm super pale, so I feel like I don't need that much sunlight, but... <laughs> it's actually true. Well, oh, no, it's the... It, yes and no. So the darker your complexion, the more sun exposure you need to get that vitamin D. Mm-hmm. But even at your complexion, you probably need about 15 to 30 minutes a day. Well, I was out there for like three hours, so I'm good. I'm good for the whole week. Nice. You got your <laughs> weekly D dosage. Is that how it works? <laughs> Sure. <laughs> We're not doctors. We don't know. I know. All right. Yeah. So other than that, I'm good. Well, I mean, no, that was fun. I like hiking. Yeah. So I'm doing well. Cool. Well, I heard through the grapevine, aka your own texts, that you have something for us today in celebration of April Fool's, the holiest of days. <laughs> I do. Are you ready? Yes. Let's do this. Okay. So we're just going to get right into this murder. Her name was Susan, and she was born in 1961 in Tennessee. There's nothing about her childhood other than it was completely normal. She had a sister. Her parents were together. Average. Not worth mentioning. Okay? Okay. We're going to flash forward to April 1st, 2013. Okay, that's a pretty big jump. She's so now, now she's 52. like 52. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 
Mm-hmm. That is a big leap. Let's go. But I, I feel like a lot of the stories we've talked about, this has happened. Like we jump forward a significant amount of time. Okay, so on April 1st, 2013, she calls her sister freaking out and she's like, I shot my husband. I've cleaned everything up, but I can't carry him. He's too heavy. You know, I need help bearing him. And her sister's like, okay, I'll be there. Don't worry about it. And they hang up. Her sister immediately calls the police. Okay, cool. (laughs) Cool? (laughs) I mean, look, if you can trust anyone with that kind of thing, I would be probably be like a sibling. Uh Uh-huh. But I don't know. If you called Travis saying you killed Kobe, would Travis help you or call it in? You know, I think I trust my sister over Travis. (laughs) (laughs) Travis is kind of a wild card. (laughs) So she's arrested. She ends up in prison. And then a few hours later, her husband walks in. It was an April Fool's joke. Why couldn't she produce him then? He was like out fishing or something. (laughs) Oh, wait. So, but so she made it into prison? Yeah, they arrested her because nobody could find her husband. But they managed to, like, book her and then put her in a cell. And then the husband came home and was like, where's my wife? Uh, I think she called in with, like, one call and left a message. Oh, okay. (sighs) Wow. I, if I was the husband in that situation, I don't know what I would think. (laughs) Yeah, she ended up doing a bunch of interviews about it and everything. I just thought it was funny. I have an actual murder for you today, but... (laughs) Well, that's how we'd start off. So that's that's my April Fool's joke to you. Now I kind of wish I'd come here <laughs> <laughs> and you'd fake your own murder. <laughs> and then, yeah, come on, Danny, this podcast would have blown up if we got no, the SWAT team called on us. We're not doing that. <laughs> we, could have, we could have gone out there with our murder mugs and just been like, we're innocent. Oh my gosh, no. Okay, well, for our, our real murder... All right. It is actually a woman who, oh, maybe I should plot. Mm. <laughs> Do I want to give spoilers? <laughs> <laughs> no. No? Unless okay. the April Fool's joke is you give spoilers and then you tell the story and, and the spoilers actually... were wrong the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> no. But this woman, we are actually going to talk, reference her in a future episode that we've already recorded, but we're not going to release yet because we decided we want to do an April Fool's episode. (laughs) But this one's really good. And her name is Julia Lynn Turner. I feel like I've heard her name before. That's because we've talked about it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And she was born July 13th, 1968. She was actually adopted as a baby by a woman named Helen and then her husband, Helen's husband, who's not even worth mentioning because they end up divorcing. Helen just couldn't keep a man. (laughs) Well, that's not true. She remarries, but Lynn never gets along with her stepdad. Mm. And eventually she just like goes down this bad path in her early teens and ended up getting addicted to drugs and ended up in rehab but after that she kind of moved on and decided that she wanted to go into law enforcement so like a complete 180 to as a stepping stone she took a job as a 911 operator she even volunteered as an undercover narcotics sting operation she 
spent a lot of time with police officers while doing this kind of work and she would go to parties with them and bars and clubbing and she ended up at a party in an apartment of an officer and she met a guy named Glenn who was a police officer. <laughs> if that's not clear, she likes police officers. So by now it's 1991, Lynn is 22, so she's still pretty le- young. Yeah. yeah. And she's like immediately courting Glenn. She buys him exotic snakeskin cowboy boots. This is Georgia. Oh, there you go. Glenn was into it. <laughs> and she'd buy him tickets to sporting things. They were both huge NASCAR fans. That would work. Yeah. And Glenn's friends, who refer to themselves as the Rat Pack. Not a, never a good sign <laughs> when a group of guys refer to themselves as the anything. What? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they had like a D&D group and they like came up with this little name. You know, I it's entirely possible. Well, okay. I've never been a, a formal part of any D&D group. Uh-huh. But I don't know if they refer to themselves as anything other than our, you know, our D&D group. I have been in D&D groups. We have not personally done that, <laughs> but I can see it happening. Okay, but anyways, Glenn's friends, they all thought it was really weird that somebody as attractive and outgoing as Lynn would be interested in Glenn. They even nicknamed Glenn Buddha because of his round belly. <laughs> Super nice people, right? Well, honestly, that that probably just stems from jealousy. Yeah, it could. Because she's very pretty. And one, like one, buying him gifts, that's kind of unusual. Yeah. And if you think you're like more attractive than your friend and he's getting all this this attention. You know, any any guy who belongs to a group called the Rat Pack (laughs) would would feel jealous and take that out in unhealthy ways. Yeah, they also mentioned that Lynn flirted with, like, a lot of people and always had to be the center of attention. I think we all kind of know somebody who's like that at yeah. parties and stuff. Yeah. I will say, um, I mean, obviously, we run a, a certain kind of podcast, so this is going to hit the fan at some point. Uh-huh. But that in and of itself, like someone who's a flirty person, uh-huh. it's not always a bad thing. Yeah. So if that if that was, like, something they were kind of getting at to try and be, like you can't trust her mm. i would you know i would keep associating that more with their jealousy than anything else well wait till i hear this next bullet point okay lynn's sister mentioned that she was worried because lynn could go from being sweet one second to just like mean and spiteful the next like really fast unnaturally fast So there was a red flag there. But in 1992, so Lynn was now probably 23 now. It's a year later. Lynn actually applied to be a police officer. And she was super fit. She passed the physical part, but failed the psychological exam. That's a little alarming. After that, she was kind of really embarrassed, and she just started to call in sick and miss work all the time. She was looking for a better-paying job, and she wasn't having any luck, and eventually she did lose her job as a 911 operator. But in 1993, so this is a year 
the next year, Glenn moved in with Lynn and they got engaged. Before they got married, Lynn asked Glenn to put her as the beneficiary to his life insurance policy. Red flags right there, right? Okay. And then that same year in August, they ended up getting married and Glenn's friends, the Rat Pack, put a bet on how long it would last. Classic. Classic Rat Pack. Okay, you want to hear something worse? Yeah. Glenn's brother gave a speech, and this is a quote from Glenn's brother. It feels more like I'm at a funeral than a wedding. I don't see this working out, but I hope for the best. Wow. So it doesn't seem like anybody liked her. Their marriage ended up falling apart before the honeymoon was even over. Lynn was really upset about how Glenn booked them on a family cruise instead of like a luxury one. Hmm. You know, like luxury, no kids, the whole shebang. Oh yeah, I get it. Yeah, I get that too. But like at the same time, if it was a honeymoon and like somebody, he went out of his way to book it and look into it and everything. Like I wouldn't. No. Yeah. So six months into the relationship, they were sleeping in different bedrooms. And meanwhile, Lynn's debt was increasing dramatically. She still didn't have a job. And Glenn even got a second job as a gas station attendant to try and keep them afloat. But after a year and a half of being married, Glenn was finally just, like, had enough, and he wanted to end things. So he, like, brought up separating and divorcing with Lynn, and it obviously did not go well. Lynn threatened to shoot him with his own revolver, and he told his friends, like, if anything happens to me, you need to look into Lynn because she's going a little off the rails here, (laughs) threatening me with my own gun. Just a bit. Yeah. Then on March 2nd, 1995, so this is what, like three, two or three years after the wedding, Glenn ends up going to the hospital with severe flu-like symptoms. He was given fluids and then he began to get better, so he was just uh, discharged. Dish, how the heck? Discharged. Discharged. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds weird. It does. Uh, he was let go to go home. Lynn, the ever thoughtful and caring wife, prepared green jello for him because it was one of the few things he could keep down while being sick. Just like a side fun note here, green jello is one of the foods that will mask the sweet taste of antifreeze. Just like a random oh. tidbit of information. Yeah, isn't that interesting? That is interesting and relevant to an upcoming episode. Mm-hmm. Lynn had gone out after Glenn came home. She had gone out to like go grocery shopping or something and then when she came home, she found Glenn dead. She immediately calls 911 and they come and it's ruled that Glenn died from natural causes due to an irregular heartbeat. However, Glenn's uh, Glenn's mom and his friends were all really suspicious because Glenn never had any heart issues before. And he went to the doctor regularly, all that stuff. But Glenn's family couldn't, af- they, the police wouldn't reopen and do another autopsy. And Glenn's family couldn't afford a private autopsy, so ultimately nothing was done. 
At the funeral, Glenn's friends all said that Lynn didn't seem to care. She was really bored the whole time and just wanted to leave. And four days after Glenn's death, Lynn moves into an apartment with a man named Randy Thompson. She had been cheating on Glenn almost their entire marriage with Randy. And Randy, who was a sheriff's deputy in another county, who later became a firefighter, he was also a divorced father and had a daughter. She used some of the $150,000 she got from uh, Glenn's insurance to buy a house for her and Randy. This is Georgia houses there. Yeah. Yeah. If only, right? <laughs> At the same time when they're like living in the house together, she has a daughter and then a year later a son. And this whole time she refuses to marry Randy. It's thought that she refused to marry him because it would stop her from receiving Glenn's pension. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. In 1997, Lynn convinces Randy to name her as beneficiary to his life insurance policy. <laughs> the following year, she convinces him to raise the amount to over double what it was to 200000 versus it was under a hundred before. Two years after the, after, no, sorry, a year later in 1999, they end up separating. Two years after they separate, Randy, who's hoping for reconciliation this whole time, but in 2001, Lynn contacts him and says, hey, like, I've thought about it. I want to discuss getting back together. Let's meet up. They meet up and mysteriously, he becomes ill after that meeting. Lynn selflessly makes him jello to eat because he's barely keeping any food down. And then three days later, he is found dead in this apartment by a friend. An autopsy is done and it reveals an irregular heartbeat as the cause. The day he was buried, Lynn calls up the insurance company and finds out that his insurance policy had lapsed because he hadn't paid it off. And she would only be receiving 36000 Wow. She must have been pissed. She was super upset. Now, the day of the funeral, she goes to a rental car place to pick up a car she's renting for the funeral. And the person working at the rental car place is Glenn's former sergeant. And he's like, this is weird. Glenn, his old co-worker who mysteriously died and knew about Lynn, is now here for a second funeral of a guy she was seeing. So he, the sergeant, immediately calls up Glenn's mom and tells her how another guy Lynn was with had died. Glenn's mom gets in touch with Randy's mom, and they start talking about how their sons had died, and they notice the similarity. Similarities? Similarities. Similarities. You guys can tell I read more than I talk. (laughs) And then Glenn's friends all start calling the police departments and telling them, like, look, she's been with these two guys. They've both died the same way. Like, something's clearly up. And they're both young, healthy men. But nothing's, like, coming of it. So the two moms go... They get in touch with a writer who gets the media involved, and the media, like, has a frenzy 
and they start calling her the Black Widow, of course. And so finally, a reevaluation of Randy's autopsy is called, and it's discovered that he was poisoned by antifreeze. It shows up in the kidneys with like crystallized crystals forming on the kidneys. So then they exhume Glenn's body as well, and it is also determined to have been poisoned by antifreeze. Danny, coincidence. <laughs> well, the police don't think so. She's arrested, and she is sentenced to life in prison with no chance of parole on March 27th, 2007. However, on August 30th, 2010, she was found unresponsive in her cell by her cellmate and was pronounced dead. There's a lot of speculation that she hid enough blood pressure medication to commit suicide, but it's never like come out to be confirmed. Hmm. And For a second, I honestly thought you were going to go with she faked her own death. And as soon as they put her in a body bag and took her out of the prison, she, like, burst out and she ran. She committed the biggest April Fool's joke of anybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no, she died. <laughs> but she, before she died, she was actually seeing a new guy. So they think oh. there's not, like, any information about him, but they think he was probably going to be a third victim if she hadn't been... Ooh, it's it's a tough world out there for black widows. You you can only have you can only kill so many people mm-hmm. before you get caught. Yep. In the exact same way. <laughs> yeah. But it's crazy because if she hadn't gone to that car rental place, that guy would have never called Glenn's mom. Like she wouldn't yeah. have been caught. And honestly, props to him because if I'm trying to imagine if I was at that, at that car rental place and I saw her come in, A, I probably wouldn't remember her. But B, I'd, I I think many of us have a more like mind your own business kind of approach. We'd be like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to get involved. I'm going to let... You well, know. he was a former police sergeant, so maybe he has yeah. more of a better morals than us. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's not the <laughs> yeah. right word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like used to taking action. Yeah. Yeah. Which is good because in, in this case, he helped prevent another person's murder or maybe more than another person's murder. Yeah. Who knows how long she could have kept this going? Yeah. That's pretty, that'd, that'd be pretty awful as the mothers to, it's one thing to lose your son, but to then find out he got murdered by someone who had killed someone else's son. Like yeah. that's got to hurt. And it could have been stopped. Yeah. Yeah. If they had just, I mean, it's so sad because the family, like, they wanted an autopsy, but they couldn't afford a private one. Yeah. Well, you know, American healthcare. Yeah, there probably wasn't a GoFundMe back then. No. 1990s. No. No chance. <laughs> yeah, and it just wouldn't have been super pressing. They could have asked for donations, but that would be such... A, it's not like treating someone's illness, you know. Yeah. It, it has less less of a pull on people's heartstrings when you're like, I want to get my son's body exhumed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then she actually is the inspiration for another murder that we're going to cover in the future, which is also kind of crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but So this woman, what was, what was her name again? 
Lynn Turner. Lynn Turner. She's pretty young, in her 20s, killing people for money, wanting to be a cop. I'm so curious how she failed the psych eval. Yeah, me too. I feel like I'd be fine on the psych part, but the physical part, no. I would crush both. <laughs> sure you would, Gabe, sure. hundred <laughs> percent. I don't even know what you have to do, but... <laughs> I would do whatever it took. <laughs> yeah. You've been told about my record plank, right? I have, yeah. You can yeah. do like a three-minute plank or something. It was ten. Ten minutes? Yes. What the hell? Yeah. Holy crap. I would crush that physical test and the psyche valve. Man, I bet his friends were pretty glad that wasn't them. What do you, oh, yeah, he didn't get with Lynn. Yeah. I mean, it's just kind of crazy how they had to go so far to get the police to look into this. Like, I don't... Mm, I, would, I would do that for my friends. It's a tough one to sell, though, because it's... I don't, I don't, I don't know how to... If it's like cool... I mean, it's obviously bad in this case, but it just... Cops don't take women as perpetrators of crime as serious. Yeah, definitely. And and there's a lot more sympathy towards them. You sort of see that reflected in like the lighter prison sentences. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it's a bit of an uphill battle. When, when We get a lot of life in prisons, but yeah. we don't get a lot of sentence to deaths. No. Yeah. Which I suppose on principle is... Well, I, I, okay, I go back, back and forth on that one too. I like the idea of not having a death penalty because it allows for potentially innocent people who were wrongfully convicted mm-hmm. it, to, to eventually get out. Right. Because you hear about these really crazy cases where people are in prison for 30 years and then they get out. Like new evidence comes up, DNA testing, and they're free. And those cases are truly awful. And there's like a surprising amount. Yeah. So, so for that reason, mostly, I would not want anyone sentenced to death. Mm-hmm. But then there's some people who are just like, they're just bad. Yes. Like, they yeah. just, yeah, they've done some horrible things. And, and we've covered uh, no shortage of those sorts of people now. Shelly Notech, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Shelly Notech being Shout probably, out, girl. yeah. <laughs> I think you're really soon. <laughs> but she, in cases, cases like that, I, I'm like, what, what value is there in keeping her around? Not only around, she is being released soon. Yeah, 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 right? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. These are all questions sort of above our pay grade. And I know there's certain moral frameworks that would You're say... getting paid for this? <laughs> can I, can I? <laughs> we sh- Yeti, come on. Some... <laughs> Anyways, yeah, for sure. It's just... It is going down a deep tunnel. We... What do you, what do you think, though, about, like, death penalty as a concept? I don't know. There's just some... I don't know. That's my thoughts. <laughs> it costs so many thousands, tens of thousands of dollars to keep a prisoner in jail every year. Yeah. Because uh, their medication's paid for, housing, food. Isn't it more expensive for the death penalty, though? With yes, how because, it's of, because of appeal processes. Yeah, with how it's done now. Yeah. Yeah. My, I guess my main argument would be only in the most extreme cases... I'm not saying like one murder, two murders, like people who just are complete predators of human beings. Right. We should consider, okay, maybe the death penalty is suitable here. And rather than pay that money in keeping this person alive year after year, what if we just give 
the victim's families a fraction of that instead for pain and suffering. Sounds an awful lot like socialism. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We don't do that in here. We're not commies. I know. Oh, well, okay. A little tangent here, but <laughs> my other idea for the April Fool's uh, episode, I'm going to tell you, we didn't do okay. it. I was going to do like a super famous guy and just change the name and see if you noticed. Oh, that, that would have been good. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. I thought you would have hated it. That's why I didn't do it. Oh, that would have been interesting. Huh. It was like Ted Bundy or something. We're going to get like <sighs> Tina I feel like Burgundy or something. <laughs> But I feel like you would have you would have at some point mixed up the pronouns back to normal. I've, no, and then, not if I put in my note. And I'd I'd be like, what? Yeah, that would have been hilarious. I'd been like, oh, yeah, I meant she. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that's my other one. I was thinking next year. Well, now you know. Now I can't do it. Shoot. Well, well actually, we'll cut this out. This will be more interesting for for listeners. Really? Because they'll be listening the whole time and be like, "Who is this person? I've never heard of." Wow, they killed. They did exactly what Ed Jean did, and then. <laughs> Yeah, know, hit, hit him with the switcheroo at Must the end. Must be super famous. It's like people people will forget by next year. Anyways, oh yeah, definitely. Have a great April Fools. Do not pretend to commit murder. Or do no, and then contact us about it. Don't do it. We don't want to hear that. <laughs> if you do do it, we'll probably see it on the news. But don't do it. And then we'll report about it. No, we will not. <laughs> we kind of have to. Dan. No, what if- that's awful. People could have died. So don't do that. Don't don't pretend you killed somebody and call somebody saying you did it. Unless you can really trust them. No, even then. She thought she could trust her sister. Okay, speaking of which, how damaged is that relationship? Yeah, I know. I couldn't find anything about it. I also, yeah. I didn't give away her last name because it wasn't like a real murder. So. Right, no. Yeah. But uh, it's probably pretty damaged. Huh. Now I think you sh- that should just be done nope. to see who you can trust. Nope. That's a terrible thing to do. That is manipulation. <laughs> that is not how you build a healthy relationship. Because then what? What if they do believe you and they come and you're like, just kidding. I was just saying if I could trust you. Then you now know you have a friend who would help you move a body. But that friend now feels like they can't trust you. Like, really? That whole thing was an elaborate prank? Okay. Then Okay. Then you have a fake dead body. In what? You make them think that you committed murder? Yes. And then, then they would have to live with that. But then if they go to the cops later. No, it's you garbage. You be like, aha, it was just a piece of sirloin steak the whole time. And then that relationship is dead. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a terrible way to, terrible. Yeah, don't actually do that. Yeah. It would be bad. That's very bad. I just can't believe her sister believed her. That relationship must have been rocky or something. I don't know. Like. I guess it's probably rocky now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. Cool. Yeah. Don't do that. Also, don't drink antifreeze and yes. have a safe April Fool's. Don't yeah. play any terrible jokes. And avoid green jello, apparently. Avoid green jello. Always. All right. All right. Thank you. 